If green is your favorite color or your way of living, then Grounded is the place for you. From big environmental solutions to your own backyard, wherever in the universe you may be, join me, Melanie Walker, on a journey to a cleaner, greener life. Grounded, your window on the environment. And a very warm welcome to, yes, we say warm because we're springing into action because we're Yay! springing into spring. <laughs> and of course, to tell us everything we need to do to make sure that our gardens are glorious at Absolutely. this time of the year. We have Carrie Goodwin from Life is a Garden. Thank you very much for having me. So fabulous to see you again, looking so bright yeah. and cheery and life full of the joys. Absolutely. Well, I think you just, when you're outside today, it doesn't matter if you're a gardener or not a gardener, you just have to, you feel happy. I can feel there's a new energy, yep. I think, with the warmth. That sprinkling of rain we had a few long weeks ago. You always say that it's going to rain in August. Now I just laughed and wait and wait for it to come. But it was late. So it was a couple of weeks late. It was late. a bit late, but it was still there. And I just think everything seems to be blossoming. Yes. <gasps> the spring blossoms. <gasps> Aren't they glorious? Yeah. I'm loving it. I, I mean, yeah. my walks and, and, of course, I walk on the sprite and walk in the parks and everything. And everything's just pushing out blossoms everywhere. And I suddenly like realized... Oh my goodness, there's a flowering quince, a huge flowering quince just down by the <sighs> river near the Blue Bridge in Craigle Park. And I'm just like, really? I'd never even noticed it before because I've never seen it in flower there before. Well, I think that's thank goodness for the cold that we had. So everything, especially all our fruit blossoms, you know, even your crab apples are looking incredible. Oh, yeah. Your peaches, your apples, everything is. And because maybe also more people are now planting food gardens or food forests or that type of thing. So the, we never used to have a lot of fruit trees in our environments. But now we do. And, oh, it's just so exciting because I think how many people are going to be harvesting all this delicious fruit come December, January, February when, yeah, we probably need it. Yeah, well, the best time to plant a tree, of course, is 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. And that's, I mean, seeing as it's Arbor Month, I mean, we usually yes. have Arbor Day, Arbor Week, but we take it to a whole month. This is yeah. the time to be planting a tree. It is. And this year's trees are so lovely. I mean, we have the Echobergia, which is the Cape Ash. Yes. Beautiful looking tree, probably very versatile, could go in any gardens all over, we had one customer, I think they just wanted to fill their estate with them. 200 <laughs> Echobergias. I'm like, biodiversity, he says, oh, we've got plenty of space. Don't worry. We've got lots of other trees coming as well. But it's interesting that, you know, a lot of the eco states are saying, no, we have to only have plants. Uh, they've got a list of trees that we can have. I'm sitting here and thinking, but the, that particular tree, I mean, it, it's found all the way from the Western Cape up through the Eastern Cape, through KZN, all over the place. But the Eco states down like in the Western Cape, like PE, saying, yeah. no, we can't plant that there. You can only plant these trees. And I'm like, why? It's an endemic tree, for goodness sake. I think with some of the eco states, they choose the trees according to their root structure as well. And so even though they have lots of space, they're worried maybe that one day they're going to want to build a house there and then the tree is going to be too close. I'm not sure. I just know some of the states... When we wanted to plant a podocarpus, mm. which is also, I mean, it's our national really tree. Come on, let's go for know, it. But yeah. it's so slow. By the time it actually, you know, something would have happened to it for me, I think. Mm. Um, I mean, I know somebody who planted one in their courtyard and then it's now 50 years later and they're like, oh, we might have to do something about this tree. But it was almost like a heritage tree planted yes. you know, from family to family. So I think that's maybe what some of the eco states look at is the roots and how aggressive they might be and very long term. But I just think, as you said, it's Arbor Month. We should be all planting trees. It doesn't matter if it's in your street, in your suburb, to provide shade, to provide And you don't fruit. have to go with the tree of the year because you no. can put fruit trees are, are what I would say to everybody. If it's a lemon, if it's a peach, if it's a nut tree, whatever it is, as long as it's like 
providing yeah. food. I must say, though, I'm very unhappy down at Rhea that they went and cut down my favorite scrumping mulberry tree. <laughs> it's on the invasive list. I know it is, but it doesn't matter. It was a food tree. I, that's my favorite. We've still stand... got some on the pavement. Yes, I know. But that was my favorite. Nobody could see me. I was scrumping away. Oh, dear. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to cut a mulberry down if you have one, but no. you must also keep it under control. But going back to the trees of the year, I think the, <gasps> the uncommon thing, one. Yes, the uncommon one is the boobab. Yeah. Baobab. Baobab. Yeah. The Brotboom. No, 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 that's not a yeah, Brotboom. Cream Cream tartar. Cream of tartar. Yeah. Yes. That is like I'm thinking, right, I have been to Limpopo. I have seen Baobabs. I have seen how big they get. Do you really want to be planting one of these in your back garden if you live in a townhouse? The answer is no, not really. But interestingly enough, I can't remember if it was the beginning of this year or last year when they did the lifestyle show gardens, you know, the mm. students did it. They had one garden where they were emulating the mountains, the Alps, but using it in an African kind of context. So they had these wow. rocks and they yeah. filled up the entire space with baobabs because you can buy them in Johannesburg. Mm. You can plant them. Yeah. Okay? And I'm sitting there and thinking, yeah, no, not, I, wouldn't, I don't know if I would tell people to be doing that, okay, because they are really, really big. And I, I kind of said, but if you prune them, and you're going to talk about the bonsaiing yeah. them, if you prune them back all the time, then you can keep them fairly small, not like taking over your entire house. But that's also kind of cruel. Yeah, I was going to say when I saw it, and then I was thinking of us in the high felt. It wouldn't have been one of the trees that I would have planted, but yeah. I do know it's one of the favorite trees for people to bonsai. So I thought maybe, you know, if you long for the low felt and the baobabs there, then you're going to bonsai them and put them into a beautiful, bigger bonsai container. And yeah. you could have one or two or just one by itself. And I mean, just, they're such iconic trees. You know, actually, when I think of them, I think of the low felt and then I also think of them in Madagascar. Yes. I mean, there they just have forests of them. And how amazing is that? And even actually up in Tanzania, I remember we went to the Serengeti and we got to see all the baobabs there. And it's it's lovely. I I love the fact that when you do travel, and I know we're not able to travel at the moment too mm. far, we get to explore our local neighborhoods, which is always good. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Go and like support local, definitely. Especially as a lot of the places are now bringing down their prices for South Africans so they can get people to come visit. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Isn't Ooh, that nice? Could... Do you know where the furthest South Baobab is in the world? <laughs> and it is not at the Lost City, as the late Sol Kersner was convinced he had planted the, late, the lowest south, furthest south. No ways. Yeah, the sod turning for the palace. Yes. He's telling the press. This was back in 1991. Yes, we have now transplanted <laughs> this Baobab, and it's the furthest south. I'm like, no, it's not. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I was going to say, I would have no clue. Surprisingly, oh. it's actually in KZN. <gasps> Dania Park Riney. Yeah. On a farm called Ellingham. Oh, wow. Yeah. <gasps> I mean, that is the furthest south one. I'm going to go and look for it. Yes. I love that area. I know that because we, <laughs> we had to go and find it when we were flying around with helicopters. So a bit of useless information there. But baobabs certainly are absolutely, definitely something that are really wonderful. But we want you to plant a tree, which means go outside and plant a tree. So yes. bonsai is all well and good, but... Yeah, no, try and plant a, a tree tree. And there's actually so many trees. I was actually telling our team, we got the Harper Fulham in. Yes, is, um, wild plum. A re yes, and really nice evergreen tree. But when I first saw them, I actually phoned the grower and I said, why did you send me this tree? It looks useless because it seemed to have a very soft stem mm -hmm. and it was tall and it had formed like a beautiful bow shaped. I said, I want a tree that's straight. <laughs> the grower says, no, don't worry. It will straighten out. You obviously just put it somewhere. It's very windy and it was young still. Mm. 
And it actually it did straighten out perfectly because I said he must come and collect it and take it back. <laughs> and by the time he came, the tree was beautiful and straight again. And, and you felt like a num num. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice indigenous plant that you've num just num, named yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> but and and now at the wine garden center we have them, you know, for sale, but we also have them in the garden center. Mm. And I just have new respect for them because they're beautiful places for birds to nest. Yes. You know, so I don't think trees, I think when we're planting trees, we're not only planting them for us as humans and more oxygen and all those sort of things, but we're planting them for the environment. And so it's just a win-win for everyone. And even people are starting to plant trees in pots. Yes. You know, because maybe their patio is a little bit shady. They don't want to put an umbrella. So they get a really nice, maybe it's a heteropixis, you know, a smaller tree that can go in a pot or a nuxia. My lavender is huge. Yeah. Really? And I planted it was only my height. Seriously. Oh, okay. But you, you so. would hate my back garden because all of my trees are, are at an angle. Oh, really? Not one of them stands up straight. <laughs> so I like actually sometimes trees that are skew and not perfect because mm. then they, I feel they have character and they have a story to tell. So like this tree will always, in my mind, have a story to tell. And I think that's also what's so lovely with trees is because they last forever. Mm. You know, so they, they do. They are the history of our gardens. And they are something that you could pass from person to person. So it's definitely the time to plant a tree. And I'm sure in Linden, they started doing a lovely tree planting project. And they were actually planting them and then wrapping them orange in community support. I can't think what they were doing it for, but it was community support. And I thought, so like the wrapping like they've nice. done for, for Rio where they have for epilepsy, they have the purple, yes. there's pink for breast cancer. Yeah, I, I know Linden, often if you drive down 2nd Avenue, they, they had pink there the one year and it was amazing when the jacarandas were out in full bloom. Yeah. There's pink and cerise underneath it. If you know about it, what it's all about, then let us know. Yeah, so I think it's lovely to, that you can tree, you know, use trees even as advertising, but please don't put nails on them and please don't, you know, carve your initials in and I love this person in the tree. That's not fair to no, the tree. No. But just to wrap them is you know, not such a bad thing. And it is something that people talk about, like we're talking about it now. So, you know, start a revolution and plant trees and start wrapping them and get people to question why they're there and what yeah. are they doing and what oh, their purpose somewhere is. Somewhere I've got, um, when I was in Australia, in Melbourne, they had yarn bombed all these trees on the one main road that made the most beautiful wow. crocheted kind of mad things which the trees were wrapped in. Oh, oh find them wow. Stunning, stunning pictures, yeah. Yeah, that must be incredible. Yeah. So I just think the trees are useful and this is the month to be planting them. Yes. And, you know, there are trees for every, doesn't matter the size of your house or the garden or whatever you're looking for, you could find a tree to plant, even if it has to be a bonsai. Yes. And those aren't my favorite because, as I say, sometimes, like you said as well, it feels like cruelty to trees sometimes. But <laughs> the bonsai people don't see it that way. <laughs> There's a lot of work involved in it. And um, most of the time, I know I've had bonsais in my house. My children have managed to kill them. So, Me no. too. I feel like then one of your children. <laughs> you <laughs> are a that. <laughs> All right. So what else so, have you got on the menu of, uh, in, so in the garden? If we keep in with uh, what's happening this month, then we've got Heritage, uh, 24th of September. So Heritage Day, which is time to look at your garden and actually see, have you got some indigenous plants there? You know, Life as a Garden is talking about planting the indigenous honeysuckle, the Tacoma, yeah. which we spoke about recently with a beautiful, attracts oh, yeah. the birds, makes a nice hedge, very versatile. And then the Felicia, the Kinkwisha Daisy. The blue one. Yes. Yeah, my absolute you favorite. Know, and now they've got them, the blue, the white, a variegated leaf. So, and they actually, yeah, they just form a beautiful Blue, blue bush. So those are just some of the things that Life as a Garden said, you know, put in your garden, think about, walk around and see what else you could do that's indigenous. And then they also went on, on to, and there's, I think, a recipe for it, 
is your rosemary because a lot of people associate 24th of September with Bride Day. And then you want to have rosemary. I was about to say, you must make sure that you've got <laughs> enough sticks of rosemary to be able to like make your societies with when you've got Bride Day happening. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, not being a chef or one who really knows too much about the kitchen at all. Okay, you do not cover chocolate. <laughs> I mean, cho- uh, cover meat in chocolate. Okay, Carrie. <gasps> no, I've heard there's a fabulous meat-covered oh, no. chili chocolate uh, sauce. Chili chocolate sauce that you put over a steak. I mean, yum, yum. But uh, (laughs) I wasn't going there. (laughs) I was going along the lines of how people are actually using, they must use their garden. Yeah. You know, last week we had a braai and I went and picked some lettuce, which unfortunately bolted a little bit. So it was a little bit bitter compared to what I was hoping it would be for. And we, today we had a customer who was looking for bay leaf. Mm. And I mean, I showed her a beautiful big plant. She says, I don't think this is going to be enough bay leaf for the amount of cooking I'm doing. I'm thinking, my word, do you know you just put one or two leaves? Yeah. Even well, in you're my making 14 little, million baburti. I don't know what it was, but it was so surprising because I was saying how slowly it grows. And, mm. you know, these are really lovely plants. I think she was cooking for the world. Well, you can always send it to me because I'm always pruning my bay tree. I'm, yeah. I prune it into a nice lollipop. So I have got so much in the way of dried bay leaves. It's frightening. Bear that in mind. <laughs> I might be doing that in the future. But the other thing with rosemary is there's actually so many different varieties. So we yes. normally think of the Tuscan blue or the barbecue that you use the skewers for. and But then there's a lovely new one. I think it's called a Tony. Mm. And it's a creeping one. So if you have a container... And maybe you've got some strawberries in the container, you know, nice interplanting. Mm-hmm. Then you could put this rosemary, Tony, hanging over the side. And it's got a little bit more of a silver foliage. Oh, okay. That very, sounds lovely. Very, very pretty. Yeah. And, you know, then you've got the pink flowering one. I think it's called Major Pink. Mm-hmm. McConnell's Blue. So there's lots of different rosemary that you could go and look at in the garden centers and choose which one you like. You know, and I think I love everything about gardening, but I love the <laughs> fact that when you go and choose plants – you know, I would touch the leaves. It's a, a sensory experience. So touch the leaves, smell them, eat and them, see which eat yeah. the flowers. Yeah. <laughs> I did that with kids again. And then the nursery school teacher who was visiting the nursery, she said to the kids, now you can only eat this particular flower. And only one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought, oh, I could just get into trouble all over again with parents and well, but teachers is, for teaching kids. Kids don't too. know. I mean, people, yeah. most people don't know. And I mean, I walk around, oh, there's some daylily. I eat some of that. Oh, there's a viola. I'll have some of that. And, yes. and I walk around eating like bits and pieces and people kind of look at me as if I've lost my mind completely. <laughs> I do feel sometimes I sit and think, well, actually, I shouldn't do that. It's like shoplifting. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, I think if you're touching and feeling it and with the intention of maybe purchasing it, mm. then it's not so bad. For me, it's my favorite is when some people come and then they take cuttings from the nursery of the no. plant. Yes. No. <laughs> that is um, for me more like shoplifting. <laughs> that is shoplifting. You're quite right. But That's I think awful. sometimes maybe their plants won't grow. Not that I wish them bad luck, but I just think rather just buy the plant and then share it with your friends. Take the cuttings at home. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> Don't take the cuttings of plants in the nursery itself it's when you like, could purchase oh, it. <laughs> it's like the people who, who go around at night and they, they steal people's plants off their pavements. And I mean, I know it happened with the aloe farm yeah. out near Brits. <gasps> I had a lovely, yeah. I mean, he put a picture up that they'd come along and like dug up half of the pavement and taken all the plants that they had <gasps> outside. I no. swear. How Ew. rude is that? Yeah. And I mean, going out there to visit is such an experience. Mm. Whether you're looking for the birds or the aloes or the indigenous plants that he has there, it's just even the Bogan Villas as you yes. walk in the entrance. You no, know, I think that's what's so lovely about spring. Everything is flowering. 
You know, I said to my mom the other day, she says, just walk around and take a few photos of what's looking good. I was like, everything. You just walk into the nursery mm. and you feel that it's a rainbow of color. And you could just choose whatever, you know, if you were specific color schemes, that's the challenge that you might have to try and choose which colors you want to keep. But um, there's just so much going on. Yeah. But it does bring me to another point, which yes. Life is a Garden. Mo wrote a beautiful story about, they called it the plant pilgrimage. Okay. Or the seedling safari. Seedling safari. So <laughs> yeah. tell us about that. And I don't think people sometimes realize that, one, plants are living things and need water and care. And the fact that they actually take a long time to get to where they are. They were talking about when you start with a seed, mm. you know, the seed is kept in a seed bank. The temperature of the seed bank is managed to like 10 degrees and it's a very special place. Mm. And then once the seed comes from a seed bank, then it gets to the grower and then it has to go into particular types of soil. I mean, a lot of our growers, especially if you're doing annual seedlings, mm. we have to import our soil. It's not even that we get soil locally. No, you're joking. Yeah, well, we have to get koya, which is normally comes from India. Some of it's from Holland still. Even some of our seeds also coming from overseas. So it's that journey that you have, and then you have these very specific soils that you grow your plants in to get the seeds to germinate correctly. And then the seeds' life changes. So it goes from this 10 degrees into a germination room where it's going to spend 2 to 10 days of its life. And there it's going to be 22 degrees and humid, mm -hmm. and it's going to get the seed to burst open and then start germinating. And then when from it's there, it then goes into a tunnel, which is like the most ideal conditions you could have for a plant to grow. And they're the same moisture, the light, they check the all sorts of things to the planter. So it goes like from a tiny little two centimeter nothing, then it gets a four leaf stage, yes. 16 leaf as it grows. And then after that, then it only becomes, goes into the container that it might be for its final day in the garden center. And it still stays in a nice, you know, ideal conditions. Well, it's like a kindergarten. It's yes, a nursery. So they did. Yes. They talked about it almost like, a, like you're saying, like because a human in it, different yeah. stages. You know, it yeah. went from the womb, which is the seeds. Because then it becomes a teenager and then it has to be hardened off. Yes. And th that's a really important part of the plant. And it could be hardened off for up to three weeks. And then only eventually does it get onto an availability list where a garden center will actually order it and it comes to the garden centers. But I think that journey of the plant and of the seed itself, some people forget. And we as an industry are actually feeling it now that there are some plants that, you know, they were talking something like simple, like a dianthus, mm. which takes six months from the time it gets planted to your garden center. And we're feeling that we are, are going to have shortages, just like many other industries, in all sorts of things. And I know we spoke about it briefly a few weeks ago. But now when everybody's out in spring and they yeah. want certain things. I've seen it all over social media with people saying, oh, the stocks are so low. What is going on? And I'm like, what have you not been expect? following what's actually happening? You're a gardener <laughs> as well. You know what's been going on. It was really annoying. Yeah. But yeah, it so. is. I mean, it's a hell of a thing. And then you have people who come and they buy and they come back and they plant and they're like, oh, look what happened to my plant. I'm like, well, you know, did you feed it? <laughs> yes. No. And well, when did you last water it? I said, right, you go and you stand in that corner over there. You're going to be there for the next three months and I'm not going to feed you, okay? Yeah. I'm not giving you any water. You stand there, you're a bad person. <laughs> the naughty you can corner for you. <laughs> getting me as your sales assistant, yeah. Thinking, oh my goodness gracious me. <laughs> but it's true, people don't, so, you're right, people don't think about feeding the plant. Oh, it's been hmm. there for a couple of years and, you know, did you give it get any food? Yeah. It's not going to flower if you don't give it food. Exactly. And so I think it was a really lovely journey to just tell people that plants are actually living things and they have a lifespan mm. 
and a journey that they can tell you. So like when we were talking about the trees, they, they tell you that same similar story. It could be short, like a dianthus six months to be in a nursery, mm-hmm. or it could be as long for a tree. Some of them are three or four years before we get them in the nursery. I mean, <laughs> we had somebody who wanted to sell us little avos that were like 30 centimeters big. I said, but I feel we might be selling false expectations yeah. when you plant an avo that's 30 centimeters big and it's only going to produce a fruit in seven years' time. Exactly. You know, <laughs> he says, but it's such a lovely idea to just buy an avo tree. I said, I know, I fell with for that with the coffee trees and I had to go and put them all <gasps> into little coffee mugs because they were 12 centimeters tall and I didn't realize that they were going to grow into one and a half, two meters. And that's a small coffee plant. Yeah, and the whole <laughs> thing is they also need specific variety yes. I mean, uh, that situation because they are subtropical. Yes. And we don't really kind of get them growing very well on the high felt. No, no, it was it was a complete, I thought, indoor plant. <laughs> I'm going to have a coffee cup, coffee, grow my own coffee beans. No, I was delusional. It is not an indoor plant. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I know, but sometimes you just you just fall for it because it sounds so good. Yes. And I mean, I'm, I'm in the industry. I felt I should know better, but I was just… And you're not even a millennial. I mean, <laughs> no. you could have the expense for millennials just to go for I obviously love coffee so much <laughs> that I wanted to have my own coffee beans, which okay, is so, great. All right, so we all learn. But we all learn. Yes. By, well, there's no, no gardening mistakes. They're just experiments. Absolutely. The other thing that Life as a Garden is going to mention going forward, and it's long term, and we, we talk about it lots, is bees. Mm. And they were saying, you know, you should have a little plot in your garden where some of the weeds get to flower. Yes. Because the flowers of weeds are very, just like any other flower, but are actually very important for bees. And so I thought, oh my goodness, we here we tell everyone to pull out the weeds. And it depends on the weeds, though, some, because yeah, I mean, yeah, if you some. get hold of Margaret Roberts's, the last book she did um, before she died, a mm. um, hundred new herbs, and yes, mainly yeah. a lot of them are actually weeds, and it's just the most fantastic thing. I mean, purslane has become one of the big things. Okay, yeah, but I mean, you don't want khaki boss. No, no, no. no. There's certain weeds you don't <laughs> yes. want. Okay, like, so you just have to be careful. Those onions. Oh, the onion weed. Yeah. Yeah. You don't no, want no, that. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Everybody, oh, look how beautiful my flowers are. I'm like, you don't want that in your garden. because no, <laughs> it looks like an ornithalagum. Oh, <laughs> yes, it does. Um, <laughs> Easy to be deceived. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I would say definitely plant a whole bunch of stuff. And apart from anything else, if you plant specific plants, it'll attract all those beneficial insects into your garden. And then yes. they will take care of all the bad bugs that you've got happening. Yeah. Although hopefully we won't have it too badly this year because of the cold. Yeah. And that no, usually I takes out see. a lot of the nunus. But I've had these huge flies wandering around my house. I'm like, where on earth have you come from? Oh, no. Yeah. Flies are a big issue in, in our area. Going a little bit further forward, of course, mm. we've got Garden Day coming up as well in October. Yes. Oh, we're so excited because Garden Day is a day to actually celebrate your garden. Mm. So you're not meant to work in it. You're meant to just go and relax. And if you don't have a garden to go and relax in, Go into a garden center and explore the garden center and mm. relax there. You know, go to your local park. But what's really exciting is because I think we're trying to prepare people so they have beautiful gardens to relax in. You'll be able to go into your local garden centers and look for plants that the different growers are recommending you plant so that they're looking gorgeous at garden day. Oh, lovely. And so you'll see lots of garden day tags and it's the 11th of October okay. is garden day. So pencil it in, plan your little parties Every day, I feel, should be garden day. But if we can't have every day as garden day, let's just celebrate one day that's going to be amazing. And Life as a Garden's got ideas on how to make your flower crowns because I always find those very challenging. Yeah, but you made beautiful ones a couple of years ago when I came over to come and visit (laughs) on garden day. I ended up wandering around. Yes. So they have got a a way of which you can make them easily, you know, using an Alice band or maybe going to get a salix, the the willow branches, and weave it in with some succulents. I think this year they're trying to 
promote the combination of succulents and roses together because, you know, water-wise, but then the roses are adding the beauty because, you know, roses queen yes. of the flowers. So I think there's just so much that you can do in your garden for Garden Day. But go and explore your garden centers and see what plants the growers are saying are going to look amazing at this particular time. Absolutely. Well, what I know what I'm doing is um, within the next two weeks, I've been saving all of my little toilet roll inners. Yes. And I've got my, my 360 compost ready already, <laughs> seedling soil. <laughs> and I've been given a range of, you know, Linda Galvad's brought yes, out a whole yeah. new range of seeds, um, Linda's seeds. And she's like, as seen on TV. I love it. Oh, <laughs> so, cool. The sweetest. <laughs> so there, there's a whole range of non-GMO heirloom seeds that she's brought out, which aren't yeah. the French Cementi, which is the Italian version. Mm. Okay. Which I've been given and I'm going to be putting together seven packets. So each person that I'm giving to for Garden Day is going to get a plant, oh, one of the wow. plants. So Seven little plants. Oh, that's a lovely idea. Day. Yeah. So that that's one of the things you should do. Do some yes. cuttings now. Think about giving them to somebody who's a friend. Yes. Just as like, hey, it's Garden Day here. Yes. Oh, I love it. Have a speck worm. Yes. <laughs> well, you know what I was interested in? And I actually, I even said to you, Life as a Garden, I said, I think you've made a mistake. Speck worm can't be very good for the bees. And then I went and did the research and actually it was perfect. Bees love speckworm. Really? And I'm thinking, I've never really seen a speckworm flower. No, I haven't either. But I don't know if it's because that when they do flower, the bees do love them. Mm. But also because they're so um, juicy and hold a lot of water. So And when the water falls on them, they even catch it in the dew. Mm. So when you're trying to attract bees to your garden, apart from having a wide biodiversity of different flowers and different colors, you want to actually have water in your garden as well for the bees. Yes. And so the speckworm is one of those plants that actually the bees enjoy. And I was like, oh, you learn something new every day. I didn't know that. I do that with so, my aloes. I actually water the aloes so that it catches water in the bottom so that the bees have got somewhere to go and drink from. That's so special. That makes my heart warm and fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. So, but it is, it's a wonderful time of the year. The sap yeah. is rising in the trees. The sap is rising mm. in your roses, which, of course, you prove they should be having all the red shoots popping out yes, at the moment. Yeah. Sap is rising in the animals. The birds are all going crazy and, like, sweeting. I mean, I just lie in bed at 4 o'clock in the morning sometimes thinking, the sun isn't up. What are you making this noise for? <laughs> but it's lovely Joy. to hear. I've missed it. And, yeah. and especially even during lockdown, you didn't really hear the birds tweeting mm -hmm. that much. I think even the birds were in depression. So <laughs> yeah. it is a lightening up and yeah. it's getting lighter earlier. <gasps> Our favorite. sap is rising. I can see everybody's mm. kind of like getting a little bit lighter. Yes. A little bit more of a bounce in the step. Yes. No, I think it is. It's just joyous. And that's what gardening is and, and nature is all about. We forgot to talk about the tomatoes. <gasps> tomato. It's tomato. Ta yes. yes. Everybody who used to come say, I want to buy tomatoes now. And say, so you get me going, no, you can't. Why? Yes. It's because it's not the right season. It is now the time. Yes. Please plant tomatoes. What is, that, just what is that wonderful one? Moneymaker. Moneymaker is a really good one. Yep. You get the ox heart, which is an heirloom one. Mm. You also get the Heinz, which is, you know, the original Heinz tomato, tomato one, which is also an heirloom one. And then for those of you who just got containers or you want to put it in a hanging basket, you've got yellow pear, mm. which is also an heirloom one, actually. Is that and the little one? The little one that looks like a pear-shaped. Yes. It's actually it's got such a delicious flavor. I know what and I'm getting, and I'm sorry I'm going to have to buy them online. Well, not oh, sorry, that's it's from okay. Living Seeds, because the only person I know who's got them is the Greek Domato. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I did a tomato tasting the one year oh, at really? your nursery, yeah. yeah. And and I was just like, oh my goodness, this is the best tomato I've ever tasted in my okay. whole life. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say I like the Roma ones just because they seem to have yes. a long lifespan and they've got that different shape. But then there's also lots of different like a zebra tomato, there's cherry tomatoes, you know, red cherries, but then there's almost black cherry the black ones, ones that you yeah. can buy. So I think really if you're also planting 
just something fun. It's quick. It's easy. Maybe you could do it as a family project. You know, just plant some tomatoes, and they're so nutritious as well. Yeah. So it's part of that growing your own, but it gives you quick, instant gratification almost. Yes. And you walk past just, and pick one, and it's warm in the sun, and it's yes. oh, cherry oh. tomatoes, and it's yeah. All. No, so, absolutely. I mean, I couldn't. And, agree I mean, more. if you ever get too many, you can always make tomato jams and relishes and. There's just so much you can do with them. So I think every household should have tomatoes planted. And if you if you have the big tomatoes and you're worried about them like hanging down too low, you can always use old bras <gasps> to hold them up, like we do with melons as well. Have you not I've seen those? Have before. you not seen it? You can actually. Uh, I've seen people who've taken sticks and put them on the uh, either side of the plant, okay, yeah. and then they put the fruit into the cups of the bra, oh and then they, they tie them up onto the sticks and they hold them so that they don't touch to the ground. Okay, well that, that was the other thing that life is a garden. Oh, there's so much in our um, was vertical vegetable gardening. Yes, which is actually planting trellises to grow your peas up. You know, teepees maybe yes. to also plant your trees oh, up and very everything. Very nice pun there, teepee. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It should be um, a VP because it's an inverted V. If you yes, if you yeah, take it, it yeah. actually is. Yeah, yeah. it's too true. <laughs> and then they were just talking about the different vegetables that you could put in maybe smaller containers if you were putting things on a wall in yes. a patio. You know, a lot of your leafy greens, they don't need lots of depth and lots of soil to mm. be able to grow. And especially like even if you went as far as taking your microgreens, which probably only need like not even two, two, centimeters. two centimeters to grow in. Yeah. So there's just so many things that you can plant your vegetables and create that vertical vegetable wall. The other thing that I really love is also like maybe interplanting with some taller plants like sunflowers. Oh, it's the time for sunflowers. You know, yeah, and that so, reminds me of my favorite friend who lives in London because it's her favorite plant. And of course, you oh. look at those beautiful pictures from Europe yes. where the sunflowers are out in full force. And if, you, if we do go for a drive down through the free state, oh. Oh, when the sunflower fields are in full flower, isn't it just delightful? Yeah. Oh. So, you know, plant some, plant some taller plants in amongst mm. your vegetable garden because that also creates a vertical delphiniums and sunflowers together (gasps) can you imagine beautiful the yellow and blue it makes me think of Van Gogh didn't they do beautiful paintings like that with the yellows and the blues yes yeah so I mean I just think there's so much that you can do with different plants that you can use in your garden create a little bit of biodiversity Mm. I always think don't stick with the same things you know if you have a few tomatoes that are Heinz plant some money makers as well plant some rosemaries with them you know Basil is all the rage and it's everywhere now, you know, so there's just so much that you can do in your garden and intermingling your vegetable gardens with your um, garden, your flower gardens as well. They were talking about fennel and planting fennel in amongst your roses, Yes, which I thought was interesting because both of them are actually edible. You could eat the rose petals and then you've got that lovely licorice flavor from your um, fennel, you know, plants and the different textures of the leaves and how they combine together. And, and then it the gives fennel. that softness and hides the yes. bare stems of the roses at the bottom. So you'll have this fluffy green oh, or bronzy wow. kind of feeling at the bottom. And then put some lamb's ear around the outside of it so you've got that texture oh. as well. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, I'm having a whole <laughs> moment here. <laughs> gorgeous. I think there's nothing that you can't do in your garden. And the garden is always a reflection of your personality and what you like if you like bold colors, different textures, yes. different leaves. And so that's what you want to keep looking at is how does your garden represent you? I mean, mine's just a mumble jumble of all sorts of different things. Chaos theory. <laughs> yes, it used yes. to be structured. Now my rainbow is all <laughs> not structured so much Good. anymore. <laughs> You've gone into my way of thinking and my way of gardening. I yeah. love it. It doesn't and have to be structured. Cottage gardens actually, even though they look like they're not structured, are probably the most structured gardens after a formal garden. 
you think about it, because everything has to be placed in a specific space yeah. to make sure you get the right colors, the right feel. And I also think you have to let your plants live their life. Some people are quick to take out their winter color or their spring color as such, but enjoy the spring color while you have it. Don't rush to go and buy your impatience now if your primaries are still looking great. Absolutely. You know, enjoy what your plants are doing. And I know you're going to be speaking to Charles from Hideko soon as well. But um, the bulbs for me, Life as a Garden spoke about, you know, going into your garden centers and getting the amaryllis bulbs. That's one of my favorite to plant because mm. I think I planted, well, not quite now, but in October, early October, and then it's going to be flowering just before Christmas. Before Christmas yeah. And so those type of things, you know, enjoy the, the story, like we spoke about earlier, of the plant mm. and the life that it has and the joy it can give you at its different stages. During lockdown, everybody is saying, why don't you do your garden now? Because I'm going to be redoing the garden. I'm like, I can't do that now. I have to wait for my Irish japonica to flower. <laughs> and they're only flowering now. And no, so yeah. I, I'm, I was not prepared to take them out and miss the flowering, and they mm. are flowering beautifully. And oh, it's one of those plants wow. that so many people come in and say, do you have these? I really want to buy them. And nobody actually sells them. No, I know. I think they're one of those weird and wonderful things that got lost along the way, and they're challenging to find now. I just tell people, so. look, if you want some, I mean, I gave a whole <laughs> bunch to my neighbor across the road to put on their pavement. They're all yeah. over the place. I had to wait. I had to wait for those to flower. I have to wait for my spring bulbs to come out. And mm. I have to wait for them to all stop flowering. Then I can move the plants and do what I want in the garden. But yeah. I wasn't prepared to compromise on that. And I think that's where the way it should be because you're actually just showing respect for the plants. Yes. You know, it's not only respect for all the people and the nature that we have, but respect your plants as well. Oh, no, the whole the journey people. That they I just have respect plants. They're much more clever than people <laughs> most of the time. And, and, and you don't find them driving. all the time. And they don't drive. <laughs> Too true. <laughs> Carrie, thank, thank you. Goodness. It's always such an absolute pleasure to, you, you really do fill our hearts up with, uh, look at me, I'm smiling like a little <laughs> Cheshire cat. But uh, yeah, so we'll catch up with you again, probably mm -hmm. in October. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll come and visit you. And everybody, of course, yes. don't forget to go and visit Carrie. You can usually find her buzzing around somewhere. Yes, no. <laughs> Any of your local garden centers, because yeah. they will make you smile. If you're not feeling good, go to a garden center. You'll just fill your heart with joy. And of course, if you need yeah. any more information, you can get along to the website, which is lifeisagarden.co.za. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you very much, too. Enjoy your day. And get out into the garden. Above all, stay grounded. Bye bye. You've been listening to another episode of Grounded from Solid Gold Studios in Johannesburg. For more green ideas and events, pop along to Mel's Treasures on Facebook.